Well, some more Spirit Radio. I am here today with Pastor Jason Cusick discussing his newest book, The Anxiety Field Guide, Healthy Habits for Long-Term Healing. It's an incredible book, and if you or anyone you know is walking through anxiety, definitely pick up a copy. So, Pastor Jason, I would love to hear your experience with anxiety. Can you share a little bit of your story? I think I've always dealt with anxiety, but I... I never really knew it to be that. Grew up in a pretty stable home, um, but my mom is a a self-professed clean freak and uh, very organized, very detailed, which can be great. But uh, early on in our life, my brother and I noticed that that she did have a habit of of worrying about things as well as uh, checking things, like checking to make sure the door was locked, not just one time or two times, but multiple times. She's, she's always kind of said that she's undiagnosed OCD. So it was kind of like a joking thing for a while. But as I got older, started to recognize, wait a minute, I think I'm a little bit more like her than I realized. Um, and then probably a turning point in my life, my dad uh, died of cancer when I was 11 years old. And it just kind of brought a lot of uncertainty into my life. So there were all these, these little signs along the way uh, by nature or by nurture that I had kind of anxiety and and maybe a need for things to go just the right way. And it all kind of hit a boiling point. About six years ago, I became the lead pastor of this church and it was a really difficult and, and I could probably use the word traumatic transition time into that role. And I just got flooded with chronic worry and I was having panic attacks. I was having insomnia uh, kind of, what we understand is like dark nights of the soul. And I got to a real kind of bottoming out point. I was, I was functional uh, on the out, on the outside, everything looked great. Uh, on the inside, I was kind of falling apart and ended up kind of looking into the topic of anxiety biblically, as well as clinically. And just said, I got to uh, get a hold on this and kind of uh, look at how to, to get well. And so that was a big turning point. And that's really where a lot of the stuff that I've been doing over the last several years, as well as where the book came from, is my own journey of discovering what worked for me and then sharing that with some other people. I think it's cool actually hearing your personal experience, you know, just out loud is so powerful. I know for me, I've had a big experience with anxiety as well, specifically during my college and uh, seminary years. You just kind of, you'd kind of power through stuff, but there's still a lot of, you know, pain and hurt that sometimes if left unaddressed, it comes out in, in random ways and oftentimes through depression and anxiety. It's a big thing that our culture is dealing with right now. And I think if we don't talk about it, it's not going to get better. And I think what your book does so well is bringing to the forefront how God is a part of that healing process. I would just love to hear some of the tools and practices that you would suggest to someone that's battling anxiety. I think the thing that really helped me in the beginning, especially as a follower of Jesus, was learning to accept that anxiety and fear are actually a part of life, that God has actually, you know, built us for healthy fear. Uh, You know, the the Psalms say that we're wonderfully complex. I mean, if you're standing on the edge of a cliff, uh, your eyes dilate, your heart begins to race, adrenaline goes to your organs, your body is instinctually designed for fight or flight or freeze or, 
or another one they call fawn, which is kind of pleasing people or something like that. So our bodies are naturally designed by God to sound an alarm in our brain when there's a problem. The challenge is we live in a fallen world and sometimes that alarm in our brain goes off and there's nothing actually to be afraid of. Or the thing that we were afraid of is done, but the alarm is still ringing. So I think like a big part of the beginning of my story was just normalizing a certain amount of anxiety and worry and fear. And probably the biggest barrier in that was my faith and church. We even have these wonderful phrases from Jesus and from writers in in the New Testament of do not be afraid. But grammatically, the way that they're written out, they're invitations. It's not saying don't be afraid, you're a bad person, shame on you. It's stop worrying or stop being afraid. Those are invitations. So I was always interested. Okay, I got it. Don't be afraid. Don't worry. How? How do I do that? So I think the, the, the first step for me was kind of de-shaming my worry and recognizing, hey, there's something going on in my brain that I need to retrain. And I think that was the big thing. It's kind of like how we deal with temptation. There's nothing morally wrong with temptation. It's what we do with the temptation. And unfortunately, in a lot of Christian circles, sometimes to be tempted is a shameful thing. Uh, Instead of trying to say, how can I extinguish temptation? We have to say, how can I become resilient, understanding that temptation is going to be there? And I think the same thing with anxiety, rather than trying to eliminate anxiety, how can I learn to deal with it in a healthy way? So I think normalizing was one of the big, big steps for me that got me going. Absolutely. I think that's a huge, important differentiation to make, because I think there is so much shame around mental health, around sin and temptation. And I think if we don't address that shame almost first, we can't really move forward in healing. And again, I feel like you just writing this book and talking honestly as a leader in the church is so important to to tearing down those walls, those barriers that we kind of have between us and God, between us and healing, because we're afraid to even look at it out of shame and out of out of guilt, out of fear. And, you know, being afraid of fear, being afraid of anxiety is a common thing that a lot of people just don't talk about. So I appreciate you as a Christian leader being willing to discuss that. That's so, so uh, encouraging to hear um, as, again, someone in the church to be able to see a pastor (laughs) stepping up and talking seriously about mental health is so, so awesome. What would you really want a reader to take away from your book? I think what I've learned over the last several years is anxiety, and specifically some stuff I deal with with OCD, these are incredibly treatable issues. It's not like you're plagued with something that you're going to have to deal with the rest of your life. Um, There are skills and techniques and simple things that can be learned and adopted that uh, can help you get well. And how I'm experiencing my life and what I'm feeling right now is remarkably different than what I was doing six years ago. Of course, the probably the biggest thing is uh, dealing with what's called exposure, learning to face our fears. With anxiety, we're either saying, how can I avoid what I'm afraid of? Or how can I get rid of these feelings? But really the way that we deal with uh, fear is by facing it. Anxiety grows through avoidance. Having 
some simple self-care practices, developing some simple techniques for facing our fears. Um, it's kind of like Peter stepping out of that boat, um, keeping his eye on Jesus, trusting that Jesus can help him. Um, when he takes his eyes off Jesus, he starts sinking underwater, you know, but there are some ways in which we can kind of be mindful of God's presence in our life and mindful of what's going on in our brain and in our body and stay focused on Jesus. And we can make the progress that we need. So the, the, the hope that this can turn around if, if you're dealing with anxiety, OCD, phobias, because this is the number one health issue out there right now. There's actually a lot of help and a lot of hope. What are some of the steps that you took on a personal level? Did you do therapy? You know, how, how was that process for you getting that, you know, intro to healing through this, the issues of anxiety and OCD? How did you do that? Yeah. Some of it started with just some basic reading about anxiety and particularly some reading about how the brain works. Like I said, that was the big de-shaming thing. I was reading some stuff by Jeffrey Schwartz, who did some great stuff on OCD um, and then, yeah, I started seeing a counselor who specializes in anxiety. He had written a great book called, um, um, gosh, I'm blanking on the name. That's so horrible. Um, anyway, Scott Symington is, is the counselor and, uh, Scott taught me a, a method called the two screen method, which is about how to focus, uh, acknowledging anxiety, but then refocusing your attention somewhere else. And that was that was super, super helpful for me. I think surrounding myself with people who were not trying to fix me and were, were uh, not feeding into the anxiety. And I think one of the surprising things for me is my background is in hospital chaplaincy and in pastoral care. So I have a lot of experience sitting with people and hearing them talk about their thoughts and feelings that doesn't help people with anxiety. Um, to sit and say, God, tell me what you're feeling and thinking. That's just an external form of ruminating. That just makes it worse. So I think the surprising thing for me in going through counseling was going through counseling that was much more like coaching. It was much more like, okay, here's what to do with that thought and feeling. Try this and then let's talk again. Uh, not talk therapy. It's what call it's what's called cognitive behavioral therapy, which is much more directed. So that was super helpful for me. Um, and then I think just regular simple spiritual practices, having very simple uh, prayers. I found when I was dealing with anxiety the most that sometimes the the free spontaneous prayer that I was normally used to as a Christian was not very helpful because I could kind of get lost in my head and start ruminating on things. So I found short, simple prayers and then ending those prayers was helpful. I think the other thing was developing a spiritual habit of uh, not believing everything I think or not believing everything I feel. I think that's part of the challenge with us as human beings. If I have a thought or a feeling that's generated inside of me, I kind of go, well, that's, that's, that's from me. That's healthy. That's good. And the reality is as human beings, we have all kinds of thoughts and feelings that we should not be trusting. Um, 
So I think that was helpful. And so the book ends up really, it's designed as kind of the, the main nuggets of wisdom that helped me. As I learned things, I wrote them in my phone on my notes page. And then I would go for walks every night and I would scroll through my phone and say, which, which idea is going to help me today? And so the idea behind the book is let me put all these things down and then what works for one person might be great. What works for another will be really great too. I just want to say how much, again, I appreciate you taking down this stigma around mental health within the church. I think that it's, that's probably one of the most amazing gifts that your book really brings to the table is just taking Mm -hmm. that, taking that apart, dismantling that stigma because, you know, Lord knows like so many of us that have gone through depression or anxiety or any other mental health disorder you know, sometimes you feel so isolated and to be able to have someone that's a Christian leader say, Hey, it's okay. I've been there too. And here's a way that God's helped me out of that pit, man. That's so powerful. I mean, the other thing I would say with that, I, I, I appreciate that what you say, uh, and, and that affirmation I've been on the receiving end of some pretty negative stuff though, too, because, uh, it is, it is tough in the Christian community. Um, we have created, I think we have an unhealthy um, bifurcation of body and spirit um, that when it comes to mental health issues, we feel like that's a spirit thing, not a body thing. So I think sometimes when Christians have a distinguishment between body and spirit, we go, well, there's certain things that are spiritual, certainly things like cancer or diabetes or heart disease. Those are body things. But then depression or anxiety or phobias or OCD, those are spiritual things. Well, they are spiritual things, but they're also brain things, which is part of the body. And so I think we're in a a really good time in our world of helping each other realize that God created us body and spirit, and that includes our brain. And so the line between spirit and body might be a little bit more of a dotted line than we're used to. Um, And we can see that interaction. And I am on a very small dose of some, some medications to help with anxiety. And my friend who runs a counseling center, he said, look, look at medications as wearing floaties in a pool, you know, like, okay, you can't swim. You're having a problem staying afloat put on the floaties, learn to tread water. And I thought that was like a good, very understandable and relatable kind of idea to destigmatize medication in the Christian community, because we also need that too. And that can be part of God's good creation. I appreciate you saying that again. I know medication and therapy is a big part of my healing journey. I share about that more on my podcast, uh, not as much on the radio, uh, but it's something that is a really big part of my story. And I'm just so thankful for um, people that have come before me and even before you too, that have really kind of paved this way of allowing us as Christians to, um, to deal with all parts of our, you know, created body, you know, we're fearfully and wonderfully made in, in the image of God. And it's not just spirit, but also our physical body, our our heart, soul, mind, and strength. It's all together. And I think for us to, as Christians, be intentional about looking at all of those separate pieces and, and also acknowledging that they're also working together. I think it's amazing, again, what you've done with your book. Uh, where can we purchase your book and how can we follow you going forward? Yeah, uh, the, the book will be available on wherever 
wherever you buy books, it's on pre-order already. So I have an Amazon page that has that book as well as uh, three other books that I've written on different subjects. And I don't have a huge uh, social media presence. I'm trying to manage that with my own stress and because people pleasing and disappointing people and is, is part of my anxiety. I try not to be out there too much in this world that we're in. Uh, but I do have an Instagram page, Jason, and then the letter Q and the number six, uh, Jason Q six. Um, so that's a place where I posting stuff that I'm reading and stuff that I'm seeing and thinking about. So, uh, in shorter segments. So that's, that's one place you can find me. And then, uh, our church is journeyoffaith.com, And that's where a lot of the sermon content and some of the curriculum that we're doing to try to integrate the spiritual life with uh, with kind of the practical stuff that we're dealing with day to day. For those listening, make sure you pick up your copy of the book today. I will be popping all the links in the show notes and on the social media posts on Instagram and Facebook. So hope you have a great day and hope you were encouraged by our talk about anxiety and Pastor Jason Cusick's latest book, The Anxiety Field Guide.